This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Dum Dums 2099, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into a futuristic world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Alan, Honor System, and Declan are fighting their way deeper into the Citadel. Declan took point in hunting for traps while he added silencers to his weapons. Alan took up an SMG as she's running low on magic. And Honor System discovered Dr. Moreau in the lab? Can they survive the assault of Mr. Mittens and the pursuing army of drones? Find out next on Dom Doms and Dragons 2099. Having escaped Jeff Bezos's patrols, uh, you've made your way up into the lab of Dr. Moreau. Uh, having taken things rather carefully and stealthily, having diverted uh, the, uh, the, the drones that were chasing you, um, you were able to take your time and uh, approached uh, up the stairwell in a uh, an ancient building uh, with carvings of illithids upon it, uh, only to be ambushed at the top of the stairs uh, upon entering uh, Moreau's lab. Uh, the the heat and humidity of the space uh, floating in the air. Honor system. Uh, you approached carefully, only to be uh, attacked by Moreau's greatest century, uh, Mister Mittens who leaps at you uh, through the doorframe, just a a swarm of of claws and teeth and fur, and a regular-sized house cat uh, leaps at your face. What do you do? Uh, Gosh, Tom, I mean, I'm a killing machine with a sword, and this is wartime. I mean, I... (laughs) I may have to cut my enemy down here. <laughs> I may have to strike this feline down. You're asking me for permission, dude. This is this is your play. What do you? I'm asking you, you to stop me. <laughs> I don't want to cut this cat in half. That's this fine. The, it's literally a house cat is is leaping at your face. What the, do you? It's like, always sunny. Title just says yeah. <laughs> the DM gets Tyler to kill half. a cat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just a cat jumping at you. You are made of metal. There's yes. there's not a lot of downside here. So you want to cut this cat in half? That's on you, bud. A cat <sighs> previously voiced by a child. Yeah. <laughs> not a problem. 
But no, that's that was a half that, that was like a half human, half cat thing. This yeah, is different. That's this true. is pure cat. Yeah. And uh, that's true. Well, and now, well, I mean, technically now it's two cats if it grows some new halves. <laughs> Look, for the record, last time it was also a house cat that he had transmogrified into a creature that thought it was a tabaxi, but was not, was just a modified <laughs> house cat, then went around liberating all the transformed cats, actually just turning house cats into human-sized cats. So that's what's going on back in Dumfe Rune. <laughs> Just for canon purposes, it's a very <laughs> jellical time. Here, you're being attacked by a house cat, thrown by a maniac. What you do with that information is completely up to you. But you're looking at me like I'm holding the sword, and I assure you I am not. <laughs> Pilot, just kill the cat, man. Let's do this. Yeah, they got nine lines, right? Uh, instinctively, I bring my blade up to intercept this thrown creature. I have to ask this because I just need to picture it. Do you cut the cat in half horizontally or is it point out and the cat slides right onto it and down the blade? Uh, the sword was down and it, it comes up defensively. So it would be a, a vertical cut. Fruit ninja it. It's like a skewer. Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll uh, a dex save oh, for I this see. cat. Well, damn. If there's one thing we can say from Mr. Mittens, it's that he likes peeing in rooms. If there's two things we can say from Mr. Mittens, it's he likes peeing in rooms, and he's very agile. Uh, so you bring uh, you bring the blade up, uh, and uh, the, the cat has kind of a um, like a, a scrambling midair morale, uh, just full body matrix uh, dodging. Uh, you cleave um, one of its arms off uh, cleanly, and um, it, it comes skittering past you. Uh, and uh, Moreau just uh, just goes, oh, great. Now I got to regrow a, a cat arm. Oh, jeez. Um, and uh, in a flurry of, of uh, blood and fury, uh, Mr. Mittens uh, uh, viciously assaults your leg uh, honor system. What's your AC? 19. All right. Oh, I've got a nat 20. But it doesn't matter. It's a cat attacking a robot. It cannot hurt you. It, it claws... <laughs> like inefficiently at your leg it slows you down slightly uh before eventually calling off its assault and uh kind of limping like not even in pain more so just angrily back into the uh room and kind of hopping up on a on a table where you can see almost like a 3d printer with spindles um and uh moreau just like uh you know rocks on his robot legs over and immediately types in a sequence almost as though he doesn't notice. At this distance, you can see the cat has like oddly shaped limbs uh, as though they've been regrown before. Uh, and immediately um, the, the spindles begin to, to stitch uh, in kind of a, a Westworld opening credits uh, way, um, stitch flesh uh, onto uh, a bone. And the cat is just like glowering at you on our system with, with that like deep unending rage that only a uh, only a, a, a feline is is capable of, um, Moreau turns uh, and Declan from the back it just pushes Alan and Honor System into the room and closes the door behind them all. So yeah, we're not having a fine. conversation from a stairwell. Um, uh, Moreau just kind of uh, looks over his Hawaiian shirt clad shoulder and just says, "Yeah, fine, come on, make make yourself at home. Come on in." Ah, and he pushes a button and you hear the door lock behind you. Um, and, uh, and then he pauses. Um, and uh, he looks uh, directly into your eyes, Alan, uh, through his thick glasses. And uh, which are arrayed, of course, with all manner of mad scientist, like mm -hmm. magnifying glasses and like 
one of those big shiny things that doctors and cartoons always have for no reason. The yeah. reboot guy had one, so it lives lives large in my head. <laughs> um, he uh, he locks eyes uh, with you, and he almost sniffs the air, uh, and he just says, uh, "You're you're the you're the magic one, right?" What's it to you? And just like a grin spreads across his face. Wait, who wants to know? Um, and uh, he, he just sort of smiles and nods and he says, uh, someone who likes to pick the winning team. Um, then he spreads his arms wide and he just says, uh, uh, new friends, welcome, welcome to my island here on, on uh, the moon. <laughs> I am Dr. Moreau at your service, uh, Dr. Nedry Moreau, and I am honored to have you here in my... <sighs> In my laboratory, uh, please excuse Mr. Mittens. He is very territorial, as you can see. And, well, you did kind of blow up my meat lab and hack into my systems and such. But but this, and he just kind of, like, does a whole whole hand gesture, like, a, like almost a wax on, wax off in Alan's general direction. He says, this, this is something worth celebrating. Now, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you've run afoul of the local security. Is that correct? That'd be accurate, yes. Yes, okay. Um, and he uh, he skitters over to uh, a large box of uh, of, of rats, uh, and he pulls one out, uh, and he, he kind of skitters over to another machine, and just, like, plugs something in, into the rat's back, um, and kind of types on a console, uh, and uh, the rat kind of twitches a little bit, looks up, nods at him, and then he kind of, like, holds it up to a vent, um, and uh, the rat just takes off. And says, there, uh, da, 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 hang on, hang on, no, no, it's okay, it's okay. What do you mean Listen it's okay? Uh, and he turns on the comms um, and just says, uh, hey, yeah, I, th- I think I've got a, a bio link on uh, on those those folks who uploaded their DNA into the meat lab. Yeah, they're making they're making off through the vents there if you're still looking to kill them. Um, here, I'm, I'm uploading the data. You can follow the pings from here, okay? Yeah, okay, good luck. And he hangs up and he says, fucking idiots, they're going to chase that rat for so long. Um, thank you, by the way, for uploading your DNA. It makes creating a fake bio trace very, very easy. And honestly, I have so many leftover chef rats that i uh, got to use them for something. Uh, come on in. Come on in. I, I've bought us a little bit of time. We've got some time to talk now. You, you look real stressed. Yeah. Why are uh, you doing this? Exactly. Um, and uh, and he, he just sort of grins and he says, uh, like I said, I... I like to pick the winning team, and uh, honestly, things haven't exactly been going old uh, uh, Nedry's way of late, so uh, come on in. Let me explain a few things to you. Uh, you're, you're trying to kill the big man, right? Oh, Jesus. yeah, that's, that's the whole goal. Yeah, if you've got any way for us to fucking do that, we'll do it. And if you don't, we'll, honestly, we'll still find a way to do it. But I appreciate you making this effort. Uh Declan is going to play totally casual, even though he's still 100% combat ready, but the rat thing's taking place. It's not like shit can get worse. This guy hits a button and we're all fucked, so we have to trust that he's not doing that. Truly. Uh, Honest System and Alan, how are you reacting to this? Or, or like, what... Like, I mean, we understand kind of what, how Declan looks in this scene. Like, how, kind of what are what are Honor System and Alan doing this in the immediate moment? Fortunately, Honor System is generally tough to read. Um... But through the subdermal channel, um, he says to the group, uh, I was not aware. Hmm. It does not feel like we are winning. Well, let's not tell him that. 
No, let's not. Alan is... Alan, she just has her eyes narrowed, like, looking at this guy. It's like, why does he think we're the winning team? Like, I don't I don't like that he seems to, to know what we're up to. <laughs> right, right. Okay, totally fair. Um, <clears throat> so he, uh, he, he gestures further into the lab, and there, there are kind of various um, seats and things set up. Um, and he, uh, he goes to, um, what looks like a, an overly complex, um, like mixture, uh, like espresso slurpee machine in the corner and just starts like, uh, like pushing buttons and like grinding things up. And he says, yeah, this is going to take a few minutes. Uh, we, we've, as I said, I bought us some time with the rats and I got plenty more chef rats. So I can at least buy us time for a conversation. And, uh, he kind of like looks at honor system. He's like, and probably a patch job for, for the tin man over here. Um, you guys want anything? I can do like a, a Dunkachino. Um, uh, Sorry, what? A Dunkachino. It's it's like a cappuccino, um, but I dunk some sugar in it. Um, it's a I'll Dunkachino. Take, I'll take one of those. A little bit of caffeine is good for the nerves. Dunkachino, great. So that's one for Dunkachino. Anybody else for Dunkachino? Uh, is it poison? I mean... Sugar isn't great for you in the greater scheme of things, but we're kind of on a, I mean, you guys are on a suicide mission and uh, at the end of this plan, I don't really expect to see another tomorrow. So, you know, drink a Dunkachino while you got him, as the old saying goes. Uh, don't come while you got him. There right, you well, go. You first. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> fine. Declan's going to go there. for one. 100% have one. Declan's like leaning on a desk. He's completely casual at this point. Just checking over his weapons, chatting like they're old friends. Yeah, great. So he uh, he like grinds up some ice and uh, these things look disgusting. Like he's, <laughs> he's not been living well up here. Uh, and um, uh, he, uh, he, he slides he slides one over to you. And they're in like those giant big gulp cups um, with like, he's got like, basically if you stole like a, a slurpy machine from a 7-Eleven, and then just like fused an espresso machine on it and then took it to the moon uh, and put it in the hands of a mad scientist. That's kind of what we're dealing with. So it's literally got like the rack of cups and lids and straws. Like he's really brought a little bit of, of the conglomerate up here with him. Uh, so he makes himself a Dunkachino as well. Um, and uh, he uh, you sort of uh, clinks it with yours in like a, a wet slap uh, because cheersing slushies is never a fun sound. Um, and then he takes a long drag off it. Um, like one of those unnecessarily long Austin Powers length uh, draws off off his straw uh, and does like a, a lip smacking like ah afterwards. Declan will do the same thing. What's it taste like, Tommy? Um, it, it's like a supernova flavor. Um, the flavors don't really uh, uh, the, like they don't go well together. They don't complement each other, but each in their own right is is kind of. Uh, it's kind of an experience. You know, it's like if you mix too many Mountain Dews together and it's just there's there's a cacophony of flavors uh, going on for you. Uh, admittedly, though, um, this amount of, of sugar and uh, false flavors, uh, it, it does get you kind of jacked up. Uh, so you're going to gain three HP uh, from Ooh. your Dunkachino. Um, it's not real HP. Like your wounds don't magically heal up. You're just buzzing a little bit too much to notice that you're you're hurting. No, the Red Bull effect. Uh, I think Alan's stomach is rumbling at this point. They haven't eaten in a long time. Mm -hmm. No, we so, bought 
through a war zone, flew to the moon, and have been fighting through the moon for several hours. I do want to be clear from a nutritional perspective, you're not eating here either, but you can definitely have a Dunkin' Cheeto if you want <laughs> yeah. to fool your body into thinking just it's full. Tricking it is fine. So, right. yeah, she she will gesture. Oh, oh, okay. So suddenly you're you're not too good for a Dunkachino. All right, fine. Uh, and he he makes you one, but he's not as nice. Like it's not as as artful as uh, he doesn't like swirl it or anything. Um, so uh, he hands it to you. Uh, you'll gain two HP off your your Dunkachino flavor experience. Alan, I think to you Excuse this actually me. tastes <laughs> much you- worse because okay. artificial flavors aren't really a thing in in Dumfairoons. So this oh, yeah. is. Either like the best or worst that you've ever tasted. Maybe it's both simultaneously. Um, <laughs> there's a pretty big Venn diagram there of like never tasted what blue tastes like, plus have to taste what blue tastes like. Yeah, um, it's beautiful and terrible. Love it and despair. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective minds. But now we are selling some sick mugs. And it is so easy. All because we use Shopify. (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. It'll help you turn browsers into buyers because it has the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, which means curious people are more likely to buy from you. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. One of the big problems Shopify solved for us was international shipping. Our shipping prices, if people were outside of the U.S., were through the roof. But the moment we switched over to Shopify, we were able to choose where our orders were being fulfilled from in different places, which meant shipping could be cheap for all of our fans everywhere around the globe. So if you were even thinking about opening a store, sign up now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S. If you open a store with Shopify, you're going to be hearing that sound a lot. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, friends. It's me, Butthole, and I'm here to talk to you about how you can join some kind of Discord thing where you can talk with me and with Queenie and with Alan and with all of the other friends. There are even, like, Prince Mudbutt's there and a bunch of other people. All you have to do is apparently become a patron of our ear place for one dollar. If you just do it one time, I mean, you should do more. Everyone's got a chip in at the fortress, but if you just do that one time, then you get to join a patron-only exclusive Discord forever, plus you get pre-session chats and DM chats at the end of every arc of some show called Dum Dums and Dragons. They tell me it's related to me somehow, but I'm not really sure, so patreon.com slash dice. That's D-U-M-B D-U-M-B D-I-C-E. And if you pay that dollar to join that discord you get a chance for me to say hello new friend to you 
so yeah, uh, so you, you you do feel a little uh, you got a little pep in your step, um, but yeah, he he welcomes you in and um, uh, for lack of a better term, kind of gathers uh, gathers you around. This is a, a legitimate break uh, for you guys, um, yes. so you will be able to spend uh, hit dice. Uh, we're counting this as a short rest, um, and uh, can I just get a, an HP check from everyone? And Chris, me, I haven't asked this in a really long time, and I have no idea how close to death you all are. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not made of Dunkachinos, but it would be good to know. Yeah, Alan's at four. Oh, sorry, Tyler. Sorry. Uh, Alan's at 44 of 80. Yep. Ryan, I assume you're mostly full because Declan never gets hit. 111 of 111, baby. Never been fucking better. The death machine still dealing. Never been kissed by death. Um... There's a weird sequel. Honestly. Oh, and I get to roll hit dice. Sorry, I forgot about that. Uh, 60 out of 102. Seven. Gotcha. Okay. I'm now at 51. 51. I, uh, I don't have any more hit dice. Yeah, that's I used them up earlier. <laughs> I figured. You've uh, you, you've you've been having lots of smooches with death. My, uh, yeah, okay. my HP is a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, okay, so... Um, uh, he welcomes you, and you're you're able to 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 take a bit of a breather, which is necessary because you you do know that kind of like from here on out it's going to be real real rough um, as you continue to climb the citadel. Um, and uh, Moreau kind of grabs um, like a like a pointer, and um, like a an old projector starts up, um, and uh, he says, um, "So, uh, uh, Alan, uh, you you wanted to know why." Uh, we'll assume introductions were done at some point so that he doesn't have to just keep calling you fake names. Um, that's also a scene no one ever needs to see in anything. Um, he says, uh, <laughs> Alan, you wanted to ask uh, why I, I, I'm doing this. And honestly, that's a pretty good question. I mean, here I am in my sweet moon base, uh, building meat labs, uh, you know, rebuilding cats. And Mr. Mittens is like, Meow. and he's like, yeah, 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 it's fine. He's fine. Um, and, you know, uh, I know what you're thinking. Like this guy has it all. He's living the dream. Well, I gotta tell you, it's it's been more of a nightmare. Um, you see, uh, I was uh, hired to do a very specific job, a very specific task, and it, it was both a, a passion project for me and a uh, and well, uh, a, a dr- sort of a, a dream come true. Uh, see, I was in the middle of trying to figure out how to uh, transmogrify uh, household animals into uh, uh, humanoid creatures of sorts in order to make myself a menagerie of friends, uh, starting, of course, with, with Mr. Mittens over here, but also uh, the, the other cats that I was familiar with, like, like Grumpy Cat, uh, who, who is the, the natural-born enemy of Mr. Mittens here, but lived down the street. And I thought it might be fun if, you know, he, he had a nemesis, because uh, what's life without a nemesis? Uh, for me, I had a nemesis, uh, a fellow scientist uh, named uh, Dr. Martha. Uh, she was brilliant, but uh, too brilliant for me, um, which needless to say, I mean, I was kind of hoping for an enemies to lover situation, but it kind of kind of became just kind of a enemies to, to frenemies kind of deal. Because wouldn't you know that they hired her too, but uh, the money was just too good, you know, and uh, I hate when people get cheap on me, so I had to, I had to take it. So uh, Martha and I were both hired uh, by the... Uh, uh, the Planteers, uh, I believe you, you probably heard of them uh, at, at oh, some yes. point. Uh, in order to come up here, you probably had to take a rocket from their old burnt-out city after they uh, fucked off out of reality. A bunch of bastards. 
Uh, but yeah, Alan, you you seem to know them, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Now I'm guessing you're you're not from here, right? Is that is that right? Are you from over there? Like somewhere where there's yes. magic and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you went. You're from where they went. Then is that is that correct? Uh, they yes, they seem to have set roots down in where nah, I'm from. What a bunch of fucks. Uh, that man, Emily, she, she went with. Him. Anyway, we'll get there. We'll get there. So Martha and I were hired with a very specific task uh, in hand by the planteers. Now, you see, they used to have a god uh, that they worshipped, uh, a Captain Planteer. He was uh, one of a, a pantheon of superpowered creatures that lived on our planet. Uh, him, mm-hmm. there was, uh, there was a, a Sun Sight, there was a, a Moon Hammer, and a, a variety of other uh, colorful characters, all of whom... Uh, Claimed uh, to be gods, and uh, that remains to be seen. But in well, any case, uh, well, they effectively y- yes. Well, but you see, it's the effectively that I'm talking about, though, right? I mean, it's it's fine to have lots of powers, and that's admittedly pretty cool. But does that make you a god? I mean, I guess I it's how you define god. Yeah, fair. Oh, you see, this this is exactly what I'm getting at, because you see, in my life, uh, uh, science, the, the the quantum energy that. That was as close to God as we could get. And he kind of like puts his arms up and does a literal pirouette with his little robot legs. Um, and then he gestures broadly to honor system. And honestly, you too, Declan, because you're you're full cyborg now. And he's like, I mean, uh, the two of you, you 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 know to what I speak. Uh, there, there's nothing that can't be improved upon uh, by by science. Uh, 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 Declan, you 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 said, I mean, these look like medical replacements. They look kind of shoddily installed, but. Surely you must have abilities now that you didn't previously. I mean, your eye alone suggests that you probably have better targeting than than you did when you were when you were a mere flesh sack. Is that is that true? Yeah, that's true. It's all upgrades on the scale of things, painfully given and earned. But so, how do we kill Bezos? I'm yeah, just yeah, trying. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Okay, you need to understand okay. the whole picture. It's very important because is it? Uh, sure, you. It is. Uh, what are you going to do? Go up and punch bees? Are you going to punch bees, Magic Gallon? Is that your plan? Is to go punch the bees? I think I was going to shoot them. Oh, you're going to shoot them. And let me get a Slicey McGee over here is going to go cut them up. Look, he's not a cat. You can't just take a sword to him. Uh, And even then, you didn't even kill this cat. Like, look. Dr. Moreau, we are in a terrible rush. Yes. (laughs) You look like you're about to fall over. So if you want these healing fingies on you, you're going to shut the fuck up and listen to my story. And then you can go on your way. All right. If you can heal robots, I'm officially shutting the fuck up. Continue. Thank you. Okay, great. That's an upgrade, you see? So, sure, uh, gods for me were always uh, science and, and what we could achieve with our brains and uh, with the quantum energy and such, <clears throat> which I've later learned was, in fact, uh, enslaved mages. So, you see, here's where things start to get a little fucky. So, Planteers hired me and Martha to try and uh, create a god for them. You see, their god was gone, and they needed him so they could continue to be a ruling power or whatever. They seemed to really want this guy back. So they began the I'm the Captain Now project, where our job was to help them create a new captain. Uh, um, They hired the greatest minds uh, that they could find. Uh, Of course, I was one, and Martha was the other. Now, Martha's plan uh, was to to create a a vessel, uh, a vessel that could... uh, uh, house uh-huh. uh, or trap uh, a god. This is all very familiar. Yes. Okay. Great. So her plan was we build a vessel, uh, like like a, a you know in the old myths a genie in a bottle scenario. We build a vessel and we just cram a god into it, and then bada bing, bada boom, your your god is here. 
But again, that requires you to trap a god, and you have to hope you get the right god, and uh, there's also no guarantee that the vessel uh, will do what you want it to do, which incidentally also became a problem for me, but we're, we're getting to that. Yeah, because the vessel is a full human being with, you know, the, their own full life. Yes, exactly. It's like making a sentient jar and then trying to stuff a, a, a genie inside that sentient jar. I mean, the jar is going to have thoughts and feelings about what you put in the jar. It's going to make it hard for whatever's in the jar to drive the jar around. I told Martha this day in and day out. See, when I want to make anthropomorphic cats, I was just going to let them have their own personalities. She would have tried to make a personality for them. I mean, she had a psychology background, but terrible idea. Now, me, I had a different plan. I thought we should try and imbue godhood uh, upon an individual. That we should, instead of, of, of trying to trap a god in a flesh body, instead find a flesh body that could ascend uh, to godhood, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and thus, um, I, I began a, a project uh, known as the the Apotheosis Initiative. Uh, well, I mean, Martha's was under that too, but we were all working together to try and create a god. And we had rival projects and rival teams, and it was a lot of fun. We played softball on weekends. But there was a problem. I needed her and she needed me. We each had about half of this equation in our heads. And it turns out that if we just worked together, we probably could have created the right vessel. But we both had our individual projects, and the planteers were happy to let us fight against each other to figure out which one was going to turn out to be the right one. They liked having a contingency. Unfortunately, things started to go real bad around these parts, and uh, well, planteers started disappearing. Uh, I've later learned now, and he kind of like gestures broadly to be like they were being uh, taken to the stack uh, as as part of the uh, the, the, the quantum huh. energy uh, battery down there, which again we didn't know about at the time, but. You know, ever since uh, Mr. Typhus disappeared, we've learned lots of shit. So, when the planteers started going missing, uh, they realized that uh, their chances of survival here were uh, slim to nil, particularly without their captain. And as a result, they found a way to jump through realities uh, to, to your home, I suppose. And, uh, well, they, they, they took Tyson's assistant Emily with them. She, she smuggled herself aboard and managed to make mm -hmm. it over there. Uh, problem is, they, uh, they took Martha, too. They didn't take me. Uh, which, which still, still, still smarts uh, a little bit. Uh, so I don't know uh, what else has happened uh, over over there. Uh, I've heard rumors that Martha's lab was in fact still in this reality somewhere, but uh, nowhere I could find in in my, my many researches. Me, I was uh, I was left with uh, with my uh, ambrosia hive, uh, attempting to build a a serum that would uh, would create a god, as it were. But you see, my problem was I was using bees. And uh, turns out bees are a little bit more industrious than I had initially planned. And in my attempts to create the ambrosia hive uh, that would create the byproduct um, uh, ambrosia nectar that would allow someone to become a god, uh, the bees, well, it would seem that all the genetic tinkering I was doing with the bees led them to become sentient themselves. Uh, a couple of them escaped with the planteers. Uh, I don't know what became of them in your world, but... If you ran into any sentient bees, that's probably them. Uh, but here, the bees, they, they learned, and, and they, they grew. They grew vengeful. Um, and more importantly, they, well, they listened to all my science talking. As you can see, I like to monologue, and they took notes. Yeah, do you know how to destroy them? Yeah, yeah, I kind of do. So, Bezos, uh, he's pretty much taking me captive. Uh, he's making me work for him because... He wants to imbue himself with his own uh, am ambrosia nectar. Um, 
he he knows that this will allow him to ascend to godhood. Uh, after all, his hive was responsible for for trying to create Wait, it. What's so special about this ambrosian nectar? Um, you you drink it, you become a god. That's well, why don't what I'm we getting just out of this. It? Because it's not, I'm going to bet it's not here. If he had it in a drawer, I feel like he'd be a god, but there's sentient bees protecting it. Yeah, also, it's not uh, It's not like one of these Dunkachinos. It doesn't go down real smooth and give you that pep in your step you need to complete your day. Uh, uh, only an, an incredibly powerful uh, being could, could possibly uh, take this. But, Alan, this is, this brings us around to the uh, the winning side here. You see, our problem, Martha and I, was uh, we come from a world where magic doesn't exist. We couldn't conceive of how magic would play into our equations. Uh, I'm willing to bet that uh, whatever she unleashed on your world probably doesn't have any understanding of, of, of magic at all. Uh, just the, the vessels running around kind of doing stuff, and it seems to be working, but they have no idea why. Is that fair to say? Uh... Or are they an incredibly logical, reasoned person? That, that could also be true. They could be the greatest scholar the world has ever known in your world. Wait, Alan, do you know the vessel? Uh, yeah, you met him too. Wait, which which one was he? The little shit face or the big shit face? The big one. Oh, damn it, that's the one who tried to burn- Oh, fucking shit. He's, like, super-powered. Fuck. Yeah, all right, well, uh, whatever that reaction yeah, he, is- Here's the deal. He's not fucking reasonable. He's right. insane, throws hammers around and won't shut the fuck up. You see, this is what I'm talking I, about. I mean, he's pretty, like- He's done okay. Okay, that's fine. Look, you guys can have your interpersonal issues later. Uh, Sorry, I you told me I was on a timeline here. So. Shut, shut, shutting the fuck up, shutting the fuck up. Sorry, thank back you, to thank you. you. No, it's okay. It's okay. I, I just, I don't mean to be rude, but uh, I only have so many rats. And like three more rats have gone into the vents uh, since <laughs> then. Um, we didn't get as many Iron Chef units as I thought. So I had a, an excess of Chef rats and hats, actually. Uh, anyway, uh, you can take a hat on your way out. So here's the deal. Um, I am now of the mind that it requires an incredible amount of, of magical power and mastery in order to survive uh, drinking the ambrosian nectar. Uh, many, many, many test subjects have died in the, the attempt uh, to, to become gods. Uh, Bezos himself has only recently uh, accrued an, enough power and enough bees in his swarm uh, to be able to, to attempt this. And more importantly, um, the odds of, of him having to uh, rest for an extended time, uh, perhaps even uh, uh, entering a, a, a sleep, a comatose sleep, as, as uh, he ascends, is high. He needed to secure power, uh, complete and total power, uh, and put his systems in place before, before drinking it. Otherwise, well, I mean, you saw what happened to the conglomerate. Uh, everyone's a little bloodthirsty right now. So once he's landed his primer hoods, once he is... He is properly in control of the entire world, which he should be any minute now, uh, he will be able to drink the ambrosia and become a god. Now, I don't want that because I wanted to uh, help birth a god into this world. Instead, I've got a bunch of fucking workers who worked for me who now think they can be god just because they made the thing that can turn people into gods. I don't want a bunch of bees to be God, and I don't think you do either. But you, you might be able to pull it off, Alan. And that is very interesting to me. So here's the deal. Yeah, I'll tell you how to deal fire. with it. That's how we'll pull it off. I mean, no. we'll I, see. Again, Alan, we, we just got to shut the fuck up till okay. we hear the whole Sorry. idea. Good. No, I, just continue, thank please. Thank you. Continue. Look, what you do is up to you. I respect it. But I think I got better odds with you than I do with the bee man. So here's the deal. The Bezos 
swarm is incredibly powerful, much more powerful than they let on. And perhaps more importantly, if any scrap of their intelligence remains in this realm, they will be able to regenerate and return, which would be very bad news for all involved. In order to defeat Jacinda Bezos, named for my mother, uh, you must destroy all of the bees. More importantly, you must make them vulnerable. Uh, he has been microdosing with ambrosia for years, and as a result, is incredibly powerful. This spray, and he like digs in a digs around in a drawer, and it, like he just has to push trash aside, and he pulls out uh, literally what looks like a, a sprayer, like a like one of those little hose sprayers um, for insecticide. In <laughs> like, uh, the off chance that he ever turned on me, I figured I'd use this to at least piss him off long enough to escape. But uh, escape isn't in the cards for me anymore. But it might be all right for you. You've got to spray as much of the swarm with this shit as you can, and then you need to eliminate it entirely. Your first step is you got to get rid of, uh, how to put this politely, the moon. Um, he's got little frozen vials of himself drilled into the surface all over the place here. You want to deal with it, you're going to have to blow this whole shit up. Now, the good news is he built that big stupid gun in the sky. So if you can turn that thing on here and fire it at full blast, odds are you'll crack this thing open like an egg. You won't have to deal with that anymore. You'll still have to deal with the swarm itself, and that's going to take the spray. So when you decide to try and take him out, spray him with as much of this as you possibly can, destroy all of his reserves, and then you can figure out what you want to do with the ambrosia nectar. All right, so spray the swarm, nuke the moon, get the juice of the gods. Yeah, this guy fucking gets it. And, Alan, when you do decide to ascend... Just remember who birthed the gods, yes? Great. Doesn't wait for an answer. He's like, okay, uh -huh. so, Tin Man over here, you're looking a bit sore. Uh, I did promise you that I'd use these magical healing fingies uh, in order to uh, set you on your way. I appreciate being able to tell my tale. It's important that people know of my genius so that when you see Martha back on your side, you can tell her I was fucking right. That'll teach her. Um, so, um, Mr. System, uh, Here's the deal. I don't have a lot of technology here that'll work, but I'm pretty good at flesh. So I can heal you up a bit if you're willing to get a little bit weird. Flesh? Yeah. You see, your your servos, your systems, the, the very robotic joints within your body, all of them are based on biomechanics, ultimately. They've just been replaced by a metal. Now, I don't have metal sufficient to fix you up here, but I can easily uh, craft some flesh and graft it onto you that will provide a little bit more of the uh, the, the, the safety and security you need, uh, pad some things out, uh, maybe make a couple of your loose joints stronger with artificial uh, musculature and that sort of thing. Won't take too long, but uh, you're going to look a little bit gross at the end. You can have a minute to discuss with your friends. I have to go make some preparations. Plus, uh, Mr. Mittens always gets a little bit testy when I have to regrow an arm, so I'm just going to make sure I'm outside of scritching range. Um, and he he politely skitters uh, over to the Dunkachino machine and starts like making a very loud one. Uh, Honor System will uh, look down at his hands and try to... Um, So what's, what would the computer version be of like imagining something? It's almost like predicting um, what it might be like to have like soft 
hands, not hands meant for like gripping a weapon and crushing things and stuff like that, but like meant for holding things, meant for uh, uh, holding someone you care about. Um, and he, he doesn't take long to say, uh, yes, I will do it. Okay, great. He like shuts off the Dunkachino machine. At this point, it's overflowing, um, but he uh, just kind of shakes off some of the excess. Um, and says, "Don't worry, it's it's uh, it's it's very um, uh, sterile, so we're we're gonna be fine. Um, you can just uh, hop up on my slab over here." And he just kind of like does a full arm sweep of a slab, um, and uh, you know, he like puts Mister Mittens on his shoulder. Um, who just kind of hisses at, at you on our system, um, but then just sits there with tail kind of swirling, serving back and forth. It's got like one kind of vaguely trogdory arm now because um, it was a, a rush job, so it's a little bit too muscly um, and is, is a completely different color um, and has no fur, which is just kind of alarming, but we'll get there. Um, and uh, he, um, he kind of uh, quickly does a, a sort of a, a once-over of you um, and uh, kind of makes a few notes. Um, he says to uh, Alan and uh, Declan, uh, listen, uh, you know, I want to make sure that you know all this is on the level. Is there anything in particular you want me to to do or keep in mind as I, uh, you know, get in there? Oh, also threats won't be tolerated. I can also just vent this whole space. So yeah, like, don't, I don't feel like me. you're doing more than enough for us, for me to be like, we're good. You're not, fucking us on any of this again we'd just be dead like that's all clear so no threats needed right uh, system is there anything you want to keep particularly inorganic of your general function my data I'm oh yeah very to be sensitive data to be clear all of these will be external uh things only i don't have time to really get get in there so it'll almost be like a, a flesh suit uh in various parts but we don't have time to grow your whole body it'll just be uh, patch jobs i am very intrigued by the concept of having a flesh corporeal body however only adjustments needed to make me more effective in battle are required right now yeah yeah fair but enough system do you want him to focus let's say aesthetically on anything that would be exposed uh outside of your traditional kimono like garb and that anything that would be hidden by the kimono can be more shall we say body horror or do you care about aesthetics it's really up to you it's just how people are going to interact with you in future at this time, aesthetics do not matter to me. All right, make make his hands look normal if you can. I feel like that'll unsettle people less than if he's got like metal blood muscle hands. I don't know why. I just feel like normal hands will make friends nicer for him in future. Yeah, incidentally, hands are largely where uh, across all the various species of uh, Faerun, um they're a thing that, that uh, well, it makes everyone a little bit more comfortable, you know. It doesn't matter uh, what manner of monstrosity you are. If you have hands, and he kind of looks at his own hands, he says, uh, people at least, uh, well, they recognize you as, as, as being like them, you know. So, do that for you. And I tell you what, because you guys have been very nice, generally speaking, I don't like that you blew up my meat lab, but it is great that you'll stop my evil bee son from destroying uh, my, my life's work. So that's kind of good. Uh, I'll give you a, a, a data 
uh, data chip with uh, some of these procedures. Now, no one is as good as me. And quite frankly, I think you'll have a lot of difficulty down there without quantum energy and replicating any of this. But who knows? Maybe you'll 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 luck out. And you can you can fuck with aesthetics later. Um, all right. So um, I'm just going to get to work here. Um, and as he as he gets to work, um, he kind of like uh, further elaborates a little bit on the uh, the apotheosis initiative. Uh, it would seem that um, being able to pull um, uh, samples uh, from the uh, the illithids that were discovered on the moon, they seem to have a colony, um, was helpful in kind of creating the initial hive, um, which kind of explains the telekinesis of the bees and uh, some of the other factors at play there. The illithids, uh, despite being, Alan, in your world, uh, kind of an unstoppable alien force, uh, were unfortunately no match for guns, uh, which were not expected, <laughs> uh, an expected thing on their kind of uh, reconnaissance tour. Um, and as a result, were, were this at least this this first team was quickly dispatched. Um, but Alan, I mean, I think you've moved a lot away from your kind of historian roots uh, at, at the Temple of Ogma, but I think your brain is able to fit some of this together pretty quickly in terms of like where the divergence between dumb and 2099 occurred. Yeah. It's like without more illithid intervention, a bunch of different things could happen a lot much easier on Faerun. Similarly, if you're injecting things with like the unbridled brain stealing telekinesis of illithids that immediately changes. Like it's just clicking mm -hmm. things together in a way where again, you can sort of see, uh, see a bit of the, a bit more of the, the full picture. Um, and Declan, uh, you kind of look on as Moreau, um, stitches, uh, just kind of, um, uh, additional, um, ropey exposed musculature kind of over honor systems, arms and legs, um, just over the main joints, um, and things again, it really is, um, almost a, almost like a Schwarzenegger Terminator situation where it's like the robo, like skeleton is still very prominent but the flesh is being added just to, uh, like i mean i wear a knee brace a lot these days and like just having two springs on either side of my knee takes so much pressure off the joint it's the inverse of that where it's like well what if we put flesh around your mechanical joint you know the, the pressure of the musculature can give you just that little bit of extra uh ropiness um but it does Cronenberg you up a little bit. Um, so you've kind of got exposed muscles now on our system over your arms and legs. Um, and I think probably just, uh, uh, just a smattering of, of, of flesh on the chest um, as well in terms of like, you know, uh, pec muscles. Um, but there's no shaping to it. It literally is just like slab of meat. Um, but uh, he does spend a bit more time on your hands. Um and um, you can see that amidst, uh, and this would have been true of, of kind of how Moreau was building all of his his skeletal creatures with the Well of Souls back in, in Dumfairoon, he actually applies artistry to your hands. Um, the rest of it is is a very quick, like, we got to hook you up with as much as we can job. Um, but the hands themselves um, are, are elegant. Um, and I think like Billy Fingers is there, like just like showing him, like basically just being like a living anatomy uh, anatomy drawing for him, um, and he's he's kind of taking inspiration from that. Um, so finally, uh, you are oh, no, the whole day, all, every finger looks different. <laughs> it does. I mean, like yeah, but it's not like he's like I've never seen a hand before. This is the best I can do. Um, so uh, uh, honor system, I'm gonna say you can go ahead and regain. 
Uh, 22 points of health. So I rolled a 10 and a 12 on my D12. So thank you. Good job. Um, so uh, I can heal up a little bit. Um, and uh, Alan, um, you can regain one spell slot from having a break and drinking some some Dunkachino. Ooh, wait, a spell slot? Like of your fake yeah calvin ball slots you can you can take back a uh for each spell yes <laughs> sorry <laughs> like if you're just listening at home you have uh, no visual aid to to clue you into this in my head laura just immediately takes that leaps up out of her chair and just like runs off and hides Oh, in yeah. the shadows, like marking boxes off. Uh, 100%. So, no take backsies. Yeah. So if you're not watching this, that's what happened. If you yeah, are watching this, I'm sorry. Laura has become Gollum. Yes. <laughs> for spell slots. Uh, When the work on Honor System is done, or if Moro's capable of talking while it's happening, Declan would yes, ask. Yeah. Do you have enough data management or crystals that I could back up system before we move forward? Uh, unfortunately, uh, someone hacked my system pretty badly earlier and fried them all. Uh, I believe in an attempt to prevent me from uh, creating more meat labs here on the moon. Would you know anyone like that? Anyone named Declan, as I understand from the name that showed up in the hack? Yeah, well, I mean, I did it. Yes, I know. Hack. I'm being facetious. I mean, I didn't write my name, but... You might as well have. I mean, I kind of did. Like, it's hidden in there if you dig deep enough. Honestly, it's crap. very good. I, as a fellow hacker myself, uh, you know, turns out you did know the magic word. <laughs> all right. You're all right, Moreau. Uh, unfortunately, no. I have nothing that will allow you to, to back anyone up. I mean, ironically, given that I deal in, in godhood and, and flesh crafting, uh, everything here can just kind of make you more what you are. Nothing will allow you to, to survive beyond what you you currently are fair enough so if i take the ambrosia i die yep system's inorganic so it's not an option so if somebody's going to take it here it's alan that's correct or if she takes it home she could feed it to the ass man uh, i mean in 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 theory yes but i would be very very right? hesitant to try and mix those technologies if if martha continued her work separate from mine it could easily just blow up his head Okay. So what I'm saying is, Alan or bust. Alan or bust. Alan takes it, or we torture that, it, or something. That would be my recommendation. Although uh, you could give it to the ass man if you felt mm. so inclined. All right. If I drink just a little bit, though, what happens? Well, there's an old saying: as he like brings a saw down on flesh, he's like, "There's no such thing as just a little bit dead, and that's what it'll make you." So. All right, all right. That's good to know. I See, this is why I have to ask the question to remove the temptation. So, okay. So we got God Juice for Alan. We spray the fucking bees. We nuke the moon. We did it. No, this is actually perfect. I take it and just return everything to normal. When you say It'll everything so to easy. normal. You see, this is what I'm talking about. You need a sentient mind that <sighs> understands how power works. Taking well, the ambrosia. Uh, otherwise, you end up with a weird... Hive situation on on Faerun. That's okay, the thing. Bezos just wants to like grab more power for themselves, whatever they are. Uh, 
swarm. Is it a single? Oh, it doesn't matter. He, he, he's been going uh, by uh, him ever since he, he read. I had a, a comic book about a, so a, a, like- a mass bald villain who used to fight a guy with a cape who would fly around. He read that. He thought that guy was pretty cool. So he's been modeling okay. himself after him ever since. So it's it was multiple, Dex Duthor. multiple it's just, bees that is, together are one. It is a hive mind. Yes, okay, yes. Okay, Unfortunately, okay, okay, the... Okay. The illithid uh, <sighs> juice kind of made them made them a sentient hive, literal hive mind. Yes. Okay, Alan. No. What do you what do you think normal is when you say you're going to turn everything back to normal? Well, I mean, what I'm trying to do is like take out all the people responsible for you know creating all these holes, pathways between the different worlds. I should also warn close you. Close that up. Uh, yes, that would be well within your capabilities, I believe. Uh, it is worth noting, though, uh, just as we're, we're thinking towards the future, as he's like stuffing guts uh, <laughs> under a flesh sleeve on uh, on our system. Uh, he says, uh, the, uh, the ambrosia will not work immediately, uh, Alan. It will it will take some time. Uh, Wait, what's some time? It, it's uh, possible. It, it, it will immediately give you some abilities, I'm sure, but... Uh, to properly ascend to godhood, it, it could take uh, hundreds, uh, if not thousands of years. Uh, but well, you will get some immediate benefits, so there's that. The Great. Immediate then. benefits good. Long-term planning is good, because, I mean, I don't want to slander you, Alan, but one might say you're prone to making big decisions without necessarily considering all the consequences. So getting a yeah, chance... Yeah, you didn't even want to dunk a Chino when it was offered. I mean, that's a pretty rash decision. Uh, Alan just literally brushes that comment aside, like physically Correctly. with her hand. Um, no, no, no. I'm just undoing the mistakes that have been made by other people. That's it. Again, I'm so glad that this century log thing is fine because what you define as a mistake being undone, what are the ramifications? How do you change the history of a world? I mean, right now, our two worlds are like capitalist hellscape. And as far as I can tell, feudal undead hellscape that also probably smells terrible and like there's a difference there of maybe three core decisions one is like quantum energy i guess killing these elephants that's it those are two decisions you undo those we don't all of a sudden become necessarily a fucking utopia we just become a different hellscape so trying to figure out which things you're going to undo and just be like i'll undo the bad ones and doing that quick is gonna make shit fucked that said, fixing things as you see fit going forward is a much more likely scenario. It'll give you Correct. the power to to change things as you see fit. God. You can use that time to learn powers, get stronger, and get smarter. You know, like a god. Okay. That said, okay. you also have magic, so it could happen immediately. I don't know. That's the fun part of uh, all of this. Uh, if Martha were here, we could probably figure that out, but she is not. Okay. We are all set, yeah. Mr. System. Um, Declan, do you have anything you want to throw in there? No, I was just going to say, so Ambrose is with Bezos. Do you have a fucking map for this? Uh, he is. He is up in the uh, the hive quarters, uh, his, his penthouse uh, here on the Citadel. Uh, he needed to ensure that the, the launch went correctly and that everything was uh, well taken care of down on the planet's surface uh, before he imbues it. Uh, he will have it uh, on his on his like big air quotes person uh somewhere um but uh i i, I suspect he, he is waiting to see that the launch is successful before he imbues 
What kind of delivery systems do you have for this spray? Oh, just this one. Uh, honestly, I was kind of going to use it as my like surprise. I was going to wear it on a, on a holster and be like, ha ha. So it's, it's in this here spray. Now, uh, Mr. System, based on your, your, uh, your, your cat slaying weapon, uh, you could probably spray some of this on the blade. That would uh, likely be effective. Uh, the, the vapor itself will, will have the effect. So it's not like you have to individually slice each bee. If you're able to slice through the swarm, uh, it'll, it'll cause some damage. And, uh, uh, similarly, I mean, your bullets, eh, it's probably not as effective there, uh, uh, Declan, but, uh, who knows? I'm sure you can figure out some sort of way of, of, of getting in there or something Declan, else. Do you but... still have any smoke grenades? Yeah, I've got one smoke grenade left and I've got two flashbangs. Is there any way we could convert a smoke grenade to be a spray grenade? Theoretically, they've got a central mix of chemicals which are released through the exterior once the pin is pulled, and the flashbangs have central things that are brought together that go off with a bang. Adding new chemicals, if we could do it in a separate thing, we'd have to be able to... Can we turn these into flesh grenades? Like, he just does the math where he's like, I don't have the tools to rebuild a grenade, but this guy just remuscled fucking Honor System's body. If he can make, like, a sack around the grenade that can contain the additional ingredients, they could become flashbangs that spray this vapor or a smoke sure. grenade that smokes the vapor. Yeah, uh, I was going to make you roll for it, but since you're making him do it, um, I think he can just tool that up for you. So he'll, yeah, create, like, flesh sacks um that will be triggered um by the grenades spray some of the spray in all of them um and uh he hands you your 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 brace of, of three flesh grenades now talk to me about these flesh sacks um you know there's only so many parts of the body that one can relate a flesh sack to so what what exactly is declan holding uh he <laughs> He purely stitched, uh, just stitched together some some thin um, uh, membrane skin. It almost looks like if you like the skin on the back of your hand. It's not what you're thinking. I no? can tell you that. Yep. It's not three. The grenades aren't going testicles? to get smaller in cold weather and expand in uh, hot no, weather. No, okay, the, the, the grenades don't like, hang move up on his belt. His bandolier. <laughs> no? Yeah, okay, fine. if he gets right. kicked in the grenade, he doesn't fall over. Um, okay, you know. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't have to crack the pin awkwardly for a couple years until it settles into a nice base pin. Um, uh, great. So yes, you, you've got your your flesh grenades, um, and uh, uh, he is he's out of rats. Uh, so he says, "Well, they'll they'll be coming for us soon, uh, I'm afraid." So uh, there is a, a way up into. Uh, I, I, I can show you a. a a quick way uh, to kind of uh, get get back within the, the main system. There is a event shaft here that they use to dispatch drones in case anything here got out of hand and started killing people. Um, it should uh, take you up close to the Zeus Cannon Control System, which uh, I believe you will be wanting to hack in order to, uh, well, blow up the moon. Yes. Fucking A on that one. Yes. Right. Well, um, Look, I know I said some cruel things to you and you blew up my meat lab, uh, and I won't apologize for that. That meat lab was was uh, was a thing of beauty, and uh, and I miss it. But if there's one way that my work can live on, uh, if it's between this beautiful robotic monstrosity, uh, those testicular grenades I just handed you, and uh, your eventual ascension into godhood, uh, Alan, well, I will have beaten Martha after all, and truly... What great scientist doesn't only live to beat their nemesis? Uh, and he, he puts up a hand for a high five. I liked Martha. 
Declan will give him a high five. Declan doesn't fucking know Martha. He's not leaving him hanging. Very good. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. So, do you want to come with us, or uh, what's your plan? Because I think everyone once they figure out the oh yeah no, there's no way. And he kind of like gestures to the 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 Mojo style like platform he's on. He's like, there there is. uh, I'm pretty much trapped here. Honestly, uh, it's it's all right. If if I didn't help you, you would have killed me. And now that I've helped you, Bezos will kill me. So it's kind of a this is the end of the line for me either way. But uh, I'm just happy I was able to. to try and set things right, you know, and that my genius will live on in, in all of you. So I'm just going to sit here, enjoy a good Dunkachino, and, and watch the show. Would you um, like us to take your cat? Uh, and Mr. Mittens raises a middle finger on uh, his genetically engineered arm. Um, all right, cat's good. Uh, quick question. Would you like us to leave you with a gun so you could shoot some drones when they come for you? Or would you like uh, to, let's say, picture the future and have this go real clean and quick for you? Oh, no, leave me alive. I want to gloat. I want to gloat a lot. Uh, trust me, I have ways of dealing with the drones. Um, and, and Mr. Mittens, like, shifts to a to a thumbs up. And just, like, a tyrant-style claw starts to, like, grow out of its uh, arm. He says, oh, great. So now, now you have... Now you have the effective defense systems, and Mr. Mittens shrugs. Um, he says, yes, no, Mittens and I will make a dramatic last stand and uh, take as many of them down with us as we can. Um, so I guess uh, all that said, uh, good dunking. And he, he raises a, a Dunkachino uh, to you. And uh, as, uh, as you begin to, uh, to move on and, and sort of pack up your stuff and, and head for the vent, uh, Honor System, uh, you look down uh, and... Uh, you know, you, you've you've got enough of Declan sort of uploaded into your brain that I feel like it's almost like your vision is is blurring between um, uh, mechanics and uh, and organics and like there's just a, a whole bunch of stuff going on. Um, but you you know whatever the robotic equivalent of blinking, which I guess is just like you know quick optic reset. Um, looking down, you still see hands, uh, and it takes your your robotic brain a moment to register. Uh, that these are yours. These aren't a a memory or um, a malfunction. Uh, and uh, as as the sort of chaos of everyone getting ready around you occurs, um, you you flex uh, your fingers for the first time, um, and an odd sensation travels through your 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 system uh, as you feel the breeze on the exposed musculature. You feel. Uh, the tension in your in your skin as you move your hands uh and uh though you intellectually and spiritually you've found yourself becoming increasingly more human uh, this is the first time you've really felt it this episode of Dum Dums and Dragons 2099 features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. The system we're playing is Carbon 2185, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are Core Collapse and Sanctuary of the Sky Gods by Nathaniel Yaverne, and our ad music is No Control and 
Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Now I'm off to do future things before we return for the next episode of Dum Dums and Dragons 2099. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Sammy Boy, Orion Birchfield, Scott Garland, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, Shulzari, Christian Mendez, Spot Allen, Flynn 1138, Alorraine Okapi, OMG It's Big Nick, Steve Weeze, D&D and Things, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Check out this place. You'd love to retire here? What is this? Oh God, what have you done? Spaceships. Season two. Out now on podcast platforms across the galaxy.